please, flight crew, do not get it confused. I know recently I've been talking a lot about all the stocks that I'm selling, how I'm selling 50% of my portfolio. But yes, I'm still buying. That 50% I'm selling, some of it's going to buy a house, a condo, if you will. The other bit is just selling out of some positions I don't like. However, I just want a bit more cash on the side so that I'm able to get in on these opportunities. And I'm going to give you three stocks that I'm currently buying right now into 2021. The first stock, Facebook. I think this one's obvious. It's always a great stock. And this play is all about just straight technicals. Now, what is technical analysis? Essentially, you're buying a stock based on price history. So I look at a company like Facebook and I look at all of the other companies kind of compared to it. We have Amazon, which has already a huge percentage of my portfolios in. We have Netflix, which is floating around all time highs. Snapchat, Twitter, kind of like the little bros of Facebook. Google has already exploded. Apple has already exploded. So when I look at Facebook, it's like, hmm, your all time highs is around $300, around $270 right now. It is not a bad idea to start reallocating some of my purchases to Facebook. And right now, I don't have any Facebook in my portfolio because I sold it in my RSP and I want to buy it back in my TFSA. Number two, Alibaba. Essentially, I look at Alibaba as the Chinese version of Amazon. They have a huge volatility in their stock. However, whenever it's low, right now it's at 260, it's high as like 310 around that range. It's a good deal. It's discounted, it's off. It gives you exposure to that Chinese marketplace. And whenever it's low and it's trailing the other tech companies, like it dipped more than a Google did, a Netflix did, because Google and Netflix are at its all-time highs. Apple's at its all-time highs. Microsoft's near its all-time highs. I think it's a good buy. Whenever it's going behind, I still don't think Alibaba is in any threat, really, of any big competitor coming out of the way. I think for the next 10 years, whenever it's at a discount, just like Facebook, it's a great buy. <clears throat> now, number three is more of a company that um, I'm adding new to my portfolio. You know, I'm super interested in these companies that aren't necessarily tech stocks, right? There's not like this crazy software development cycle. They're not trying to push out new software products. I'm always interested in these companies that aren't tech stocks, but have huge growth prospects and that I really believe in. And me personally, I typically only buy companies that I've used myself, that I like myself. And oh boy, this company do I like. It's Beyond Meat. Ticker symbol, I think, is BYND. Uh, this company is all about this vegan patty recipe that they've absolutely mastered. Now, I know you've seen it. You've been to your fast food restaurants. You've seen the Impossible Burger in McDonald's, the Impossible Burger in Tim Hortons. You've seen it all over everywhere. But if you were a non-vegetarian like myself and a proud, staunch carnivore, 
you probably never tried it, right? <laughs> you just didn't try. You're like, why do I need the fake stuff when I can get the real processed meat fake stuff? It's nonsense, right? So me being a, you know, an adventurous person, I was on Uber Eats and I tried this one place. It's called Gorilla Burger. And it's a vegetarian burger. I've never had vegetarian before. But a lot of my friends were saying how good it was. Tried it. Absolutely astonished. Amazing. The burger was so good. Two weeks later, I found out that it was not only vegan, it was literally the impossible burger. It was the Beyond Meat Patty. I couldn't believe it. I, I honestly couldn't. As soon as I saw that, I saw the potential of how good these burgers could be. I could see a world where in 10 years, every North American is eating one vegetarian meal per day as part of some like ethical push. The way we're pushing climate change, we're going to start pushing ethical eating. I can see a world where if they actually perfect how these vegetarian and vegan products taste, it will be the easiest transition to convince a bunch of people to eat vegetarian meals once or twice a week. Maybe people will go whole days without eating meat, and that will be part of our new shift in humanity norms. And with Beyond Meat basically catapulting that movement, and also it's at a place where on a technical level, it's at its recent lows, which means there is still buying opportunity. I think it was a great addition to my portfolio. And I'm adding, hmm, trying to get this position probably around like 5 to 10% of my portfolio. I think it's just a phenomenal buy. And it's a great kind of, it's a different market than all these tech stocks I normally buy. So I don't feel that bad adding a bunch to it. Now, I know I said three, but come off like, I got to be great to you guys. And I want to kind of go and give you my thoughts on what I will do when the market actually starts dropping. What other companies do I like? So anytime the market drops around 7%, and if it drops 7 to 10% in 2021, my go-tos are always UPRO, which is a triple leverage ETF. It does like triple leverage of like an SPY ETF. Basically, the S&P 500, uh, think of those ETFs. It's a 3x stock to that. There's TQQQ, which is a triple leverage ETF of the QQQ, which is just an ETF that follows the NASDAQ. And those ones are always good money with me. I also like FAS, F-A-S. This is a triple leverage ETF that follows the top banking stocks. I'm a fan of banking. I think banks right now are in a great position to bounce back. Before, I was very skeptical on banks in the recession. And that's mainly because if you think about banks, they hold all of the big mortgages in our economy, right? You think about all of these senior homes getting demolished. You think about all these corporate malls getting demolished. Banks hold all of those contracts. They hold all of these leases. All of this stuff is on their books. So, of course, when the economy gets hit bad, banks usually get hit bad. However... As we've seen with the central banks lowering their interest rates lower and lower and lower, these debts on the bank's books aren't necessarily as bad. I think FAS, FAS is really poised to explode. So if the market drops 7 to 10%, I will not hesitate to pick that up. And finally, 
You know I'm Canadian. I got to do it for the home team, the bias selection. Of course, Shopify. Shopify is always a great pickup for me. The main reason for me is because in the Canadian market, there's not a lot of growth companies. I think there's Shopify, there's Lightspeed, and I think that's basically it. (laughs) That's really it. And as a Canadian, there are times when the Canadian dollar is high and you want to buy more Canadian stocks. So when the Canadian dollar is like 1.35, that's how much dollars one US dollar will buy you worth of Canadian. When the US dollar is like destroying the Canadian dollar, um, in those situations, when the U.S. dollar is higher, I'll start buying Canadian do- Canadian stocks. Right now, the Canadian dollar is lower, meaning that the Canadian sorry the Canadian dollar is stronger, meaning that the Canadian dollar is super strong, which means that a lot of Canadian dollars will convert to more U.S. dollars relatively. In these situations, I want to take my Canadian dollars and buy U.S. companies. Why? Because the Canadian dollar is stronger, which means I'll get more U.S. companies than normal. So I see Canadian dollar being strong around 1.27, around 1.35. That's when I see that American companies are strong. When it's it's around 1.35, again, if it does, I'm going to load up on Shopify. That's kind of my mindset with it. But let me know what you guys think. What are you buying for 2021? Are you still positive on the market at for 2021. Me in general, this market's at all-time highs, so I'm really picking my spots to buy. And as you can see, there are a couple companies in there that um you might have heard of any places. And I know a lot of you guys might be wondering, like, Stewie, where do you get all of your stock picks, recommendations, or how do you go about researching stocks that you want to invest in? So in the next video, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the main sources and the main ways I go about actually investing in stocks. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. Why is that? That's because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. The Uneducated Investor Podcast.